Girlfriend, here is your show. Girlfriended, your chance to connect with other women, especially the woman that is most overlooked, yourself. Girlfriended is all about helping you become self-aware, not self-involved. The aim is to provide information that relates to life, which leads to real connections and results in a desire to connect or care for those in need. And now the women want to help you in more ways than you can count every day. From the website, GirlfriendIt.com, and the movement, GirlfriendIt, here are Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan on Toginet.com. Okay, Lisa, so you know that I love my research. I love going in and Googling things, and I probably spend way too much time, (laughs) as you know, because I go on these little tracks. But since we were talking today about experiencing God and experiencing the attributes of his name, I started getting into this whole, like, hey, what what is important about experiences? And I found that this recent study in the psychological science suggests that when we have unusual experiences that it can actually cost us and it can alienate us from our peers, which, of course, then I go on another track going, huh, what, what exactly, what kind of study would show this? And it goes into where extraordinary experiences, they can be so different that you have a hard time like relating to people. And I know you, you've gone through a lot of that, you know, from going to Iraq and, you know, going into Israel and uh, Palestinian, you just all of these different places where it, it kind of alienates you in your conversations where at least from what I can see, sometimes you're telling this in-depth story and I, I can see it that you're going, you have to be there. You had to have experienced this because yeah. I just can't explain it to you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you think of astronauts when they see something, you know, here they are seeing the earth from, you know, over here by the moon. And there's, there's probably nothing can, that can even connect or relate to anybody once you've had those experiences. And I thought, isn't that, isn't that fascinating? Is it just me or do you find that fascinating? (laughs) No, I think it is fascinating. Of course, I'm going to agree with you because I'm your friend, but (laughs) no, it it is so true. I mean, that's such a great point because you can have these experiences and they can be like so surreal, but it's hard for them to translate when you're trying to tell somebody it's because mm-hmm. you're, you're going, well, it's kind of like, but not really. And then, and then you're like, finally, when, you know, somebody's looking at you with this, that kind of glassy eyed, you're like, I guess you had to be there <laughs> and you kind of go on, you know? So I think you're absolutely right because sometimes we just don't know how to relate to someone else's experience because it doesn't fit, has not fit into our experience box that we have had. So that is interesting. I will, I will give you that. And I'm going to do a teaser alert right now. And I don't know if that's the right word, but I'm just going to do a teaser because because later in our show. Yeah. Because later in our show, we're going to have a special guest um, who is a radio personality an author and a speaker and a global influencer. And her name is Cheryl Geisbreich. And um, Cheryl is, you know, like you said, she wrote a book um, about experiencing um, an experience, the names of God, but we're, she also, a lot of her messages deal with exchanging hurt for hope. And I think that's a very fascinating topic that we're going to be talking a little bit more about that too on our show. So hang with us, stay tuned. 
But um, before we get too much farther into our show and to our experiences, um, we want to just remind everyone that you are listening to Girlfriend It Radio with Patty White and Lisa Jernigan, where we rally you to do the remarkable through resources and relationships. And we're going to have more information about our show today and other tips and tricks on our website at girlfriendit.com. And you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Well, we had, we've been talking about our interesting week. And you sat and supported a friend through an intense hearing. And I am uh, hearing your stories of what you had to go through this week. But I have to tell you, um, one of the things that made me laugh so hard is, and, and first of all, I, I have to just set this up because you have to understand from where I was coming from that made this just so comical to me. When we're both on two different pages or two different tracks or three different tracks, however God like wired us to be so weird and quirky. But uh, so I see these two girls sitting there. I'm in Spokane, Washington, and I'm blown away by just this picturesque river with the landscaping. I mean, it's it's just, everything's manicured. It's beautiful. And I see these two girlfriends having their dining experience, which of course makes me miss you. Aw, I love that. So I have to bring you into my experience, and I'm, I'm trying to think of just all the funny things that I can, you know, text you. And all I could think about, because we had just, I had left with you telling me you were kind of getting harassed by your family for not changing your Facebook profile, which mm-hmm. you and I both have the same Facebook profile since. Well, and it may or may not be nine years old. May or may not be. Let me just give that disclaimer. And since we set up our Facebook together, mine may or may not be almost a decade old as well. And why we haven't put another profile picture on there is is kind of just you know I don't know. So I have to I have to interrupt you because, um, well, I know why I haven't changed because I like a ten year younger looking picture of myself. And it's so funny because at the time when you take it, you're like, oh. I just don't like this picture. It makes me, I look old and da, da, da. And then 10 years later, it's all about perspective. I'm like, hmm, that wasn't a bad picture 10 years ago. (laughs) I'll take it today. So yeah, it's all perspective, don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. So we had just talked about the fact that we haven't changed our profile pictures in a while. And I am walking down this area that, like I said, it's just, just beautiful. And you know, as you know from all the mocking you give me, I have a tendency to wear the same outfit over and over again just simply because before I go wash it or get it dry cleaned, it's convenient because I know, hey, this outfit works. Mm-hmm. So not only was I wearing the same outfit, but I was wearing an outfit that you and I used to do conferences in like 15 years ago. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So when someone says, isn't that last season's jacket you could go no it was probably last 15 seasons ago that Patty is still wearing her same outfit 
So it's comfortable, as, right? <laughs> as I'm unpacking this in my brain, I am laughing like out loud. So I go up to one of the, the gals that was sitting there having enjoying her little friendship in her dining experience. And I explained to them, okay, you guys are making me really miss my bestie. Is there any way you can take a picture? Because it's funny. I'm wearing an outfit that we, and of course, you know, how we turn into our mom and we give them mm-hmm. way too much information. Mm-hmm. So, so they're laughing. And since I think I have a good audience, I keep telling them and unpacking the rest of the you story. You continue to perform for them. I, I did. And so they take a picture. And I'm thinking, Lisa's going to laugh so hard because here I am in my, in my little suit from 15 years ago. Up, it, it's, it's like our senior pictures where... You're like at Duke studio and we've laughed about that, how we had those senior pictures with the trees in the background and you have, you know, your head just posed perfectly and you have your hand in your pocket. So I pose in my senior picture profile (laughs) and I send it to you thinking you're going to go, what the heck? (laughs) Why are you sending me? your little senior class picture and you're wearing the same thing you wore 15 years ago. And instead I guess I get this reply from you and I'm like, where is Lisa? What did you do with her body and her brain? (laughs) You respond with, Oh, nice. So pretty. I love the background. (laughs) Let me tell you what I'm thinking. Why is she sending me this picture? And who is taking this picture of her, like, you know, posed and proper in the setting? That's what's going on. That's the story I'm telling myself. But I'm texting you something very nice. (laughs) Was that it? Well, nice doesn't do well for us. I know. I should know that, right? I'm ready for you to mock. And instead, you're like, oh, pretty, pretty patty. I like the background. (laughs) So that was my experience of like having you not be you mm-hmm. and uh, wondering like where you were that you weren't completely engaged in my humor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you know, and you were having an experience without me. So maybe I was just like, okay, you look nice. It's pretty. I don't know. It was, no, it was great. I, and it was a great picture, by the way. It was very, and it was very pretty. The, the, the background, the flowers. <laughs> It was very pretty. So I, I did not lie. It was, it was all of that. Well, you know, I love experiences because that was like, you know, and that creates experience that it was your experience. It became our experience. And you know, we love experiences in life. And, and a lot of times we'll tell the experience over and over and over again. We'll run it in the ground because yes. it matters to us. And, you know, the words that we have always, two words that we have always used, um, kind of our operating words are silly and significant. And we like to have those silly moments and those silly experiences, but also those very significant ones in life. And, and the, the combination of the two really kind of, for us, complete life and, and kind of shows what life's all about. So I, we just want to, you know, let our listeners know that we, we have been sharing the silly right now. But we're going we're gonna to dive into the significant with our guests coming up after, after our first break here and, and really talk about it. You know, she, she wrote the book, Experiencing God Through His Names, and that's going to be very significant. Um, and, you know, we, we've talked about this before, Patty, just when you really start looking at the names of, of God and just, you know, how we label even things, you know, um, how we label God, how we label life, how we label each other. 
it's significant. And then we kind of act on that. And I think this is going to be a, a good, a good conversation. Well, um, one of the things, Lisa, I, so many times I know I have a fault with this is that we're told to praise God for who he is and, you know, in prayer. And, um, I find myself just focusing on God's love and then you spend rest of the time asking him for things. And, and, and so I'm excited about this show to realize it's more than just that one attribute to really understand who God is and focusing on all of these attributes it would be like me just looking at you going, I love Lisa because she's silly and only focusing on the silliness rather than understanding that you're so much deeper than that, than just that one dimension. And I think that's what makes it so amazing when you can get into God's word and understand who God is. Well, on that note, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back on Girlfriend at Radio. This is Girlfriended on Togginap. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on Girlfriended.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend it. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriended Radio right after these. in youth ministry and knew nothing about church planning. But as we felt God leading us to start a new church, we were connected with Stadia. They gave us coaching and personal care, giving us the confidence that we needed. They even have a ministry called Bloom that's designed to support me as a lead planner spouse. We now lead a church in Cleveland, Ohio that's transforming lives, and we couldn't have done it without Stadia. Stadia plants churches that intentionally care for children. We won't stop until every child has a church. For more information, go to stadia.cc. Reaching out from the heartland of the United States with quality programming, this is Tokinet Radio. Congratulations on being the proud owner of an adorable, soft, cuddly, sweet-smelling, smiling, cooing, hungry, tired, gassy, screaming little bundle of joy. So now what? Where's the owner's manual for this thing? Where are my instructions? Right here. It's baby and toddler instructions with Blythe Lippman on toginet.com. Infant care specialist Blythe Lippman has worked with babies for over 20 years and works extensively with new parents providing workshops, in-home visits, tips, and daily phone calls to ease those frazzled nerves. With baby and toddler instructions, you can get the advice you need on how to survive and enjoy your baby's first year. For more information on Blythe and how she can help you, go to babyinstructions.com. From 32 ways to stop a baby from crying to 14 ways to get a baby to eat and so much more. It's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Lippman on toginet.com. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio. A chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. 
Well, I think it was A.W. Tozer who said, what comes into our minds when we think about God is the most important thing about us. And I think that's just so interesting. And today we're going to unpack that a little bit more with our special guest, Cheryl Giesbrecht. And Cheryl has, um, Lisa and I were laughing, Cheryl, I must say, because there are so many um you have so many degrees behind your name, and so we'll we'll just make it simple that you you're a very very smart person who eventually went in and got your doctorate. So I don't know if I should be calling you Doctor Cheryl or Doctor Giesbreck, um, but we are so excited to have you on the show. I know you um, also have your own radio show that transforms through truth. It's a nationally syndicated and heard daily by more than 21 million listeners on networks around the world. And you founded um, an organization, Transform Through Truth, and this is a nonprofit specializing in mentoring through transformation discipleship. And you also are the author of three books, including Get Back Up, Trusting God When Life Knocks You Down, and your newest release, which we are excited to talk about, Experiencing God Through His Name. So you also have served um, Focus on the Family uh, for several years with um, the column of Pastor's Wives for four years, and uh, just between us, and we want to talk a little bit about that magazine because we um, were... Uh, I don't know, Lise, was it Jill Briscoe, right, that we were speaking at a conference, and it was just between us, and I believe it was mm-hmm. also a magazine. So, Cheryl, welcome to the show. We're so excited to have you, and uh, tell us exactly what the weather is and what you're drinking right now, if it's coffee or tea. <laughs> well, thank you, uh, Lisa and Patty. It's a joy to be with you, and you can just call me Cheryl. That's just absolutely fine. I answer to that name. <laughs> and today, our weather has dropped a remarkable 15 degrees. And although we are really happy, it's quite a shock to the system. <laughs> I've already had my two cups of coffee this morning, and I'm working on now a real, a real tall glass of ice water. So uh, I'll be ready for another cup of coffee in about probably 20 minutes. (laughs) Well, we have not moved on to our ice water yet. We're still sitting here with our our coffee. And I I have to tell you, Cheryl, that's so funny because I I was in um, Washington just yesterday, the day before, and it was beautiful. It was in the 80s. So I thought, I can't wait to get up in the morning and go for a run. And I woke up, and it was 42 degrees. So I got my shorts and my shirt on. I went outside, and when you're used to 115 degrees because we're in Arizona Mm -hmm. not so Mm -hmm. much it did not happen I did not go outside (laughs) that's probably that's probably good weather for for a lot of people but Cheryl first of all I want to go back to um the just between us and have you done that's with Jill Briscoe right that's correct in fact my first article that was ever published was published by uh, Just Between Us. Rhea Briscoe was the editor at that time. And um, it was about when my pastor husband, my first husband, Pastor Paul, was fired from his position at a church. He did not have any sin in his ministry, but I had to unpack and figure out what God wanted me to do with all my anger towards those people on the board and the senior pastor who let my husband go. What we found out later was that the uh, senior pastor had someone else in mind for Paul's job, and that was 
fine, except for the way it all came down was very painful. So actually, mm-hmm. that's how I got connected with them. That was over, my goodness, that was a very long time ago. That'll tell you how old I am if I tell you how long ago it was. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we're, we're coming from the, the same path. We're saying our age with some of our stories that were taking place um, earlier <laughs> on the show. That's right. But, <laughs> just between us, uh, Jill Briscoe had a huge impact in our world and our ministry because it's one of the first conferences Lisa and I went to um, was with, what was the name of that conference, Lisa? I don't remember. You're you're just taking me back, really back. <laughs> and Jill Briscoe had uh, pulled out this white handkerchief and she said, pull out something white, be it a tissue you know, be it a napkin. And she went through this whole, just surrendering everything to, to the Lord. And, you know, we've both grown up in the church. So there were plenty of times when you've heard this message about surrendering everything and just, you know, go face down and beg God. And Mm -hmm. um, for whatever reason, Lisa and I, it, it really resonated with us. And I just remember that night, um, we walked around in a parking lot of the hotel and, we just, we were praying together and we were surrendering everything. And that was the beginning of birthing a, a ministry that had such an impact uh, on both of us. So, just give me Jesus with Ann Graham. Lots. Yes. There we mm-hmm. go. Yeah. Where was so. that conference? Do you remember the location? Well, we went to San Diego for that, but then we also had one in the Phoenix area. So we were on a committee okay. to bring it to Phoenix. So we went to, to experience it first before mm-hmm. it came to Phoenix. So yeah, it was, it was a significant, it was a significant experience for us. I was yeah. at the one up in Fresno. Um, the one in Fresno was the one that I think she did. She and Anne Grimlach did the same thing. I mean, I, you know, it was a, a, a movement at that time. And I know that was one of the things that really moved in my ministry as well, because it was Jill Briscoe and Anne Graham Lutz that really have helped form um, some of the foundational uh, guidelines. Basically, that my um, my my heart for what I believe God has for me to communicate to women, but also that's where the transformation comes in as well. Because as we know, without God's word as we stand on God's word and know what he tells us in it, but also ask the Holy Spirit to help us get it and apply it, um, that's how transformation takes place. Well, transformation, I, I have to go back because I I believe sometimes that transformation doesn't take place until we do experience some of that deep, dark pain, which it sounds like you went through when that happened with your husband. And we we sometimes we don't want to throw anybody under the bus. We feel like oh, we can't talk about this because it puts that church in a bad light. But as a pastor's wife, I think they're especially now where so many people in ministry, they're getting burned out. And you hear of these stories where they're just leaving the church and, you know, even even leaving their relationship with God because there's so much hurt and pain that's involved there. So um, tell us a little bit more about what happened. I'm sure that's where you even came up with experiencing God through his names is just by having to, to go through this kind of woundedness in, in your experience with the church. Well, how I 
um, first started studying the names of God was as a young pastor's wife, I was working full-time, and I was tired, and I also needed friends. And I found out through a radio broadcast uh, that there was a group of women that was in my own town who was praying for their children at their schools. And the children, the, the group was called Moms in Touch at that time, and now it's Moms in Prayer International. You're familiar with that, I know. Mm-hmm. But what I found out was that there were moms who wanted to pray, but also who learned to pray through praying the names of God. And with that, it gave me the foundation for many of the other things that I faced as a young pastor's wife. But what was way cool about that whole experience was I not only got to know God better, but I also got some new friends. And, you know, it was so cool and wonderful, and I felt so loved by these ladies because they offered me a gift. Their gift was through prayer. They loved on my kids. And it was mm. it was just amazing. I just had never experienced that before because um, I guess I was leading prayer groups, but I didn't know that this was a component of prayer that was very important. It's just that ministry of presence. And that is, you know, it, and it's really important to find, like, other people that, like, they can say me too. And I'm with you. And you know, we're in this season of with our children. And, and when people say, I know I'm a pastor's wife um, also. And when people come up to me and say, I pray for you and your husband and your kids, that is like the greatest gift um, it is. you can truly give. And um, I just remember years ago, we had this amazing lady. She was an older lady. And um, I would see her, sweet, sweet lady. And she would always tell me, I am praying for your kids and um, praying for you all the time. And and then she passed away, and her, her family came up to me, and they said, you and your family were in her all over her prayer journal, and she prayed for you guys all the time. And I just remember, it's like, okay, I've lost somebody. I've lost prayer support, you know? Yeah, um, a I significant know. Voice. And so she was always like, I will never forget that woman and the gift she gave our family and my kids um, just by her prayer. So I think, you know, when we do that, I don't take that lightly when people say that mm-hmm. and when they do that. So to receive that is, is significant, especially as a pastor's wife um, mm-hmm. and going through all of that. Yeah. Well, we just have like two minutes and we're going to take a break. Um, and this has gone by fast already, but we want to, you know, just, um, just hear about some of these things that you've talked about and experiencing the names of God and which name, let's, before we, we take a break real quick, what's one name that, of God that really resonated was a part of your, has been a part of your journey? I think the um, the Jehovah Rapha, the healer, I'm a stage four cancer survivor. And when I, I, I went through that season, it was about now, uh, about 12 years ago, but it was Pastor Paul was still with us. And um, I asked God for his will to be done. But at the beginning of the cancer journey, you know, I was still going through the test, the staging process. And before they even told me what it was that I had, I didn't know if it was a blood clot, um, brain tumor, or cancer, or what. But your mind always goes to the worst thing. And I chose to give God more attention than the cancer. I also started mm-hmm. praying, Jehovah Rapha, if it be your will, heal me, whatever that healing means. That is really significant and very personal. 
And I think that that is what is so significant about finding these names and where the seasons and God is very personal to you in that season and you need him in a different way. Well, we're going to take a quick break and let's come back and continue to talk about that and just how we experience God through his names and through our own life experiences. We'll be right back. This is Girlfriend on Togginet. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on GirlfriendIt.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend It. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriend It Radio right after these. We were thriving in a youth ministry when God clearly called us out of our Bible Belt comfort zone to plant a church in California. Stadia's 90-plus percent success rate gave us all the confidence we needed. They also cared for us through amazing support networks to encourage us like Bloom, a one-of-a-kind ministry for planters' wives. It's here I find deep friendships with like-minded gals who want to change lives. Stadia plants churches that intentionally care for children. We won't stop until every child has a church. For more information, go to stadia.cc. the average five-year-old asks about 400 questions a day. I overheard an embarrassing one. A little boy was talking to his grandmother on the telephone and said, I haven't seen you in a long time, Grandma. Are you in heaven? What do you call a small person who talks a lot? A yif-yaf. Not to be confused with a yip-yop, which is a young scatterbrain person. Here are some questions I think we've all wondered. If humans evolve from monkeys and apes, why do we still have monkeys and apes? Why doesn't glue stick to the inside of the bottle? Where did the phrase, curiosity killed the cat, come from? It's actually a 16th century American saying that daredevil, curious cats, can sometimes get into trouble. Here's a couple of other words for daredevils. Hardy darties or harem scarums. I'm Carolyn Davidson and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio, a chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. Well, Exchanging Hurt for Hope is Cheryl Giesbrecht's focus, a message she shares with audiences as a radio personality, an author, speaker, and global influencer, a a dynamic teacher. Um, For whatever reason, there are certain words that are just like not coming out of my mouth today, and I obviously need a little bit more caffeine, but (laughs) we know that she's a dynamic teacher and a motivating leader. She has endured many changes and challenges, moving her to a deep faith, trust, and dependence on God. And Cheryl, I did not know that you were a four-stage cancer survivor, so that um, I, I know our, our sound engineer was just talking about that with her, her mom um, is, mm. is just having uh, breast cancer surgery. And we're just wow. hearing more and more situations. And so where are you in that stage of your life? 
Well, I've um, I've been in remission, I guess, as you call that week. Once we get through it, it was 2004 when I went through mm-hmm. two surgeries, chemotherapy, and it was uh, in January of five when my oncologist called me to tell me after uh, about nine months of treatment and tests that, Cheryl, I can't find any more cancer. So I'm wow. so thankful to now be that far behind it or um, past it. And now he's telling me, you can come in every five years for your blood work. And that's all they do now is just check my blood and see if, if anything shows up. But, you know, I, I'm still praying for my doctor. He's not a believer yet. And there are many, many people that are former patients but also survivors that are praying for him. So I asked him if I could come in once a year. And he said, no, no, that's no problem, Cheryl. And, and of course, the doctors love to have um, stories of success, and they want to mm-hmm. see you um, as part of their credit. But I also told him, you know, God used you to heal me. And he says, okay, whatever you say, Cheryl. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow. Well, you know, just going through the attributes of God, I I started out by earlier talking about how so many times, you know, we know that we're supposed to really be grateful for, you know, who God is. And yet we kind of put him in a box and we see God Mm just is dimensional, you know, and so as you've been going through this, you had the woundedness with what happened with your husband and then obviously going through cancer. And Lisa asked you, what was the, you know, that one attribute that you were focusing on? Did you find that in writing this book, it just, you went deeper and deeper into who you thought about and who God was by studying the attributes of him? Yes, it's like when you look at a picture, a postcard, and you only see one facet of whatever scene is the postcard is about. And it's kind of like when you study one of the attributes of God at a time or one of the names of God at a time, because the attributes are, are so much a part of that name. And that's what's so cool is it's very difficult to choose just one name of God, because God seems to want us to get to know him during whatever circumstance, good or bad, that we're going through. And so um, I'm just thankful that he, it's not like he wants to be a mystery to us. He's willing, and, you know, like the book of James says, draw near to me and I will draw near to you. And one way to do that is not only through our Bible studies, our prayer groups that we're in, but through studying his name. This book is designed 31 names of God. There, That's not all the names of God that there are, but there are 31 days in most months. So that's why I, I pick 31 so that we can uh, start on day one. I'm, I'm a person of habit, so I like to begin something on the first day of the month. And so um, that's why it's kind of designed that way. But they're short devotionals. Each of them begin with a story, a, a personal story, or uh, something that will help people to connect it to their daily life. And I, I like that just kind of you give like, here's like kind of, kind of like a system. Cause it's like, I know for me, like reading the Bible in a year, I have to use like a Bible reading plan because mm-hmm. I need to, and I started on January 1st and then I like, you know, then it motivates me cause I want to stay on. I want to complete it and it gives me something to follow. So I'm not randomly um, just picking something and doing it because after a while that doesn't work. 
So I love how you have the, well, you, you need a structure sometimes to go, okay, here's how I can stay on course. And, but then experience it loosely through your own lens, you know? And I think, I think we need the tools. So many times we say to people, well, go do this or experience this, but we don't tell them how or equip them. Mm -hmm. And so these tools are really, really important. You said something earlier, we were talking about your cancer that I, I really, um, I resonated with and I think is really uh, important is I chose, you said, I chose to focus on God rather than the cancer. And mm -hmm. so many times it's easy to focus on our, our circumstances and our situation, you know, whether it's a life situation that we caused or that was done to us, um, instead of focusing on God and kind of zooming out to see the bigger picture. And mm -hmm. when we choose to do that, we change things. We change the stories we tell ourselves and, and just it changes our hearts. And so I can you just address that a little bit? Because you know, it's one thing to say, I'm going to choose to focus on God instead of cancer, but to really do that in the midst of the trials and the challenges, that's, you know, when it's put to the test. Can you kind of talk about that a little bit? Well, you can relate to this as a pastor's wife. Um, I really was not good at being a patient. I knew that about myself because as you know, you, you visit people in the hospital. Um, this What we do as pastor's wives is we are the ones who take food. We babysit kids. We pick up kids from school and drop them where they need to go if somebody's sick. So when we, um, when Pastor Paul and I first got the news, we were really processing it all. And, and what that meant is that my life all of a sudden was out of my control. And for a control freak like me, this was a big mm. deal. Yeah. So basically I was told I needed to be here at a certain time for a test. I needed to go there after fasting because they were doing some sort of dye, radioactive dye, where I had to drink it or, or get it intravenously. So um, I was... I decided every day to put God first, and what that meant was deciding that I needed to get up even 10, 15 minutes prior to where I needed to be, what I needed to do, even if I didn't feel good. I thought, you know, if I can give God at least the first few minutes of the day, He can align my, my choices as well as He can help me with this feeling of being out of control. I'm going to put Him in control of um, of this circumstance. And he also showed me that there were lessons that I needed to learn through being a patient, through mm. being on the receiving end of the church, um, being the body, as they wanted to come and clean my house, make us meals, pick up my kids. And this was really hard because I mm -hmm. am the one who does all that. Wait a minute. I, no, no, no. I can't receive from you. God, you know, Cheryl, this is time, it's time for you to learn. And I chose to put a, a label or a title on those things, and, and they were the lessons of lymphoma. I mm. had stage four non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. And so I, I said, okay, God, every day my prayer was, God, teach me the lessons of lymphoma, lessons that I wouldn't have learned any other way had you not chosen for me to go through this. There is a book by Dr. David Jeremiah, and it's, um, he had a quote in that book called, um, and I now can't, I'm sorry, the name escapes me, but he said that we have to 
determine that we say to God, this thing is from me. Not that God causes it because he's trying to, you know, take us into time out or something. But, um, but God allowed this to help me relate, to help me understand, to help me know what it felt like to suffer, and to basically um, say, God, I don't want to go through this, but you've designed this for me. Help me know how I can glorify you. I decided I wanted to glorify God no matter what. Mm-hmm. I, I like how you, you put things in place in your life. Like you said, I recognize I'm a control freak, and I so resonate with you on the receiving. It is so much easier to give, and then I don't like to be the one on the receiving part. And it feels so vulnerable, you know, and and I think that's it's so much harder. But when you're like, okay, I realize I tend to like to control things, and maybe I need to let God, so I need to get up, you know, 15 minutes earlier or whatever. I, I like how you put things in place. And I think so many times we think in our head it's just going to happen by by just going, I, I need to to let God be more in control, but we, then we don't take it going. So what does that look like to put God in control? And so that's, you You have to do the hard work. We want it to be easy um, to change true. things and it's not, and it's a process and a journey. And just even, I can't even imagine from just what you're saying, your personality and no understanding that role you're in to be like, you're kind of taken out of, out of commission for a while. And yes. Mm-hmm. And so that has got, especially, you know, being wanting to control things, that has got to be so hard because it's the waiting game then too. I can't go it out. Was. It's like, almost like you, it's like you have a pause in life. I have to, mm-hmm. this is a pause right here. Um, while I have to focus on, you know, on really on, on myself and the healing and what God's doing um, for me. So we're going to, again, we have a two minute, we're going to take uh, less than two minutes. We're going to take a break really quick, but can you talk about that just, having to pause for that mm. season. Yeah. And it's, you have a minute um, to tell us before we take a break and okay. then we'll continue. Okay. <laughs> it, it's listening, listening to what your doctors tell you to do, but also listening to what God wants you to do. Um, I felt so loved by my heavenly father during this time. It was because I chose to slow down and I chose to study. I studied, um, the names of God, and it was during that season that I continued to write this book. So I'm so thankful that God God spoke loudly during that time. Mm. And you know what? It is amazing when we stop and slow down and, like, listen, we can't hear Him. Because <laughs> so many times we're like, I don't hear God. Well, because we're not listening. <laughs> and, and I, I, you know, we always say, okay, God, get my attention, but do it very gently and very nicely. I don't want anything dramatic to happen in my life that causes me to have to listen, but, you know, taking advantage of those times and just really, um, I, I'm sure you're a totally different person today as that experience, as you look back and, you know, just the perspective of it. Well, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to be right back with girlfriend at radio and our guest, Cheryl. Thank you. This is Girlfriend on Togginet. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on GirlfriendIt.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend It. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriend It Radio right after these. 
My husband and I have always wanted to plant a new church. After 10 years, God finally affirmed that in us. We thought we were on our own. We never imagined that there was an organization that could partner with us. That's when we got connected with Stadia. They have incredible systems in place to support our family, including a network designed specifically for me, the spouse of a church planner. We could have never done it without Stadia. Stadia plants churches that intentionally care for children. We won't stop until every child has a church. For more information, go to stadia.cc. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. When it comes to losing weight, there is nothing better than to see the numbers on the scale get lower and lower. But what happens if you hit a plateau? All of a sudden, you're not losing weight like you were before, and it feels like everything has stalled. Weight Watchers offers tips to plow through your plateau and to get back on the weight loss trail. First of all, increase your physical activity. Exercise more and watch the weight drop off. Another way to tip the scales in the correct direction is to eat right and write it down. Record everything that you eat. Cheating here and there doesn't work, so be meticulous to follow the plan exactly. Strengthen your resolve to lose that weight and go after it full force. You will not be disappointed. I'm Annette Hammond. If you're a fan of Fitness Minute, like us on Facebook at Fitness Minute with Annette Hammond. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio, a chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. We are chatting with our special guest, Cheryl Giesbrecht, author of her latest release, Experiencing God Through His Names. She's also a radio personality, author, speaker, and global influencer. Exchanging Hurt for Hope is the focus of many of her messages. And we we just went on to a commercial break talking about listening and how, Cheryl, you chose to slow down, not only listening to what your doctors had to say, but listening to what God has to say. And I, I just am curious, as you were listening, how you were able to even like change your filter in, in when you slowed down. And that, that's kind of an it, odd question. So, <laughs> Yeah, it was a really a schedule thing. I actually had gone to apply for a job at a local radio station as their public relations person. And so the board had decided to um, consider hiring me. But with this cancer diagnosis and then my imminent treatment, they postponed hiring me. And that was really disappointing. Um, so that was the first thing I, I basically laid it down because, as you know, they really didn't know if I was going to be okay or not, and they didn't want a chance, um, you know, hiring me and then having me not be able to do my job. So I decided to, okay, God, I'm going to just set everything aside. I'm going to just focus on what you want me to do. And that was really hard to do except for I um, I love to read, and so... <laughs> I did a lot of reading, a lot of studying, and then if people wanted to come over, I had um, time in the afternoon that I would out- allow or invite people to come by um, my house or even go out for um, coffee. Or uh, Actually, I was on a very strict diet at the time, too, so um, that was because of the doctor's orders. But, you know, if you focus on, 
on getting well, it's really easy to, to kind of um, align your schedule accordingly because, uh, for one thing, the side effects from the chemo that I was on, I had received a cutting-edge chemotherapy that was brand new on the market. One thing they said is that you're going to need to rest quite a bit, and this was a very unique thing for me, too, because going back to bed in the morning after I had only been up two hours was a huge thing. It just seemed like such a waste of time. But I also had a, a several friends who had gone through breast cancer treatment and survived, and they told me that they had been very tired and that that was one of the best things that they did was they listened to their body, too. They, If they were tired, they went and took a nap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and, and that is that is so key because we really don't take time to listen to our bodies, to the people, you know, whether it's our doctor and, and to God and to really, you know, just get in touch and in tune with truly what's going on in, internally and externally. I think you kind of walk away that was a gift with that. And, and, you know, even if you frame it as that way, you know, some of the gifts that you received as a result of going through this time, um, and, and what would you say has been one of the major things that has been like a, a transformation for you through this? Through the cancer, it was how much God uses people to walk with you. Um, of mm-hmm. course, not everyone has gone through cancer, but they all they did want to walk with us. And since Paul, um, one of the pastors of the church, and just um, they just wanted to love us. And just the power of prayer. I, mm-hmm. I realized, too, that um, one of the things that they did, I was diagnosed, actually, on a Thursday, and Paul got a call from one of the other pastors who said um, they, the prayer quilt ministry would like to have a quilt ready for Cheryl on Sunday morning. Would that be okay? And I just mm-hmm. thought, oh, my goodness, here we go. And I really was skeptical and a little sarcastic in my mind thinking I don't want that kind of attention and I know somebody else that needs it more than I do blah 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 and my husband said Cheryl just let them do it please let them do it and I wasn't like I was going to refuse it but it was at, it was one of the many ways God said you know let my people love you Cheryl and that was hmm. you know powerful for them absolutely and that's you know that's one of the things because I am I am such the same way. I have such a hard time receiving and um, I it's, and maybe it's a control thing. I much rather give and be the one doing it. Um, yeah. Cause I think when you receive, you feel out of control a little bit and, yeah. and like I said, vulnerable and all that, but it, it's a great, it's a great lesson to learn is how to receive and be gracious. Because I remember somebody said, you know, you're stopping somebody from using their gift of giving when you won't That's receive. Right. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, when you put it that way, it's like, all right, <laughs> you know, it, it, it really helps. I'll receive and, and graciously, but it is really hard. That's a lesson I think a lot of us need to learn. And then translating that to God, you receive God's love and that he really mm-hmm. does see me and he really does love me. And I think that's where those names come, you know, are important and to start really focusing on really who God is and how he works with each one of us really personally. Well, Cheryl, we um, are so grateful that you took your time and how can our listeners like find more information about you and, and what would you love them to walk away with and to truly understand um, 
just about God and, and about this book and how this can really be, a, um, you know, used for themselves personally, but even in their in their other friendships and relationships. Well, first off, um, my website is from ashes to beauty dot com. You can go there and you can check out. I have lots of different free resources for grieving people, for people who are going through difficult times, maybe your circumstances, maybe you've um, experienced a difficult situation in your job where you might have been um, let go or laid off. There are resources there. Um, maybe you're struggling in your marriage and you need prayer, and I'd love to pray for you. You can sign up there for my newsletter. I'm also doing an online study on the names of God, my book, Experiencing God Through His Name, beginning October 1, and there are 31 days in October, and I've just set up a private Facebook group where I've got ladies joining us to walk through this book in 31 days. So if you'd like to join that, you can send me an email. Um, you can go to my website from ashestobeauty.com. But I think um, the biggest thing to know about this book and about God is that He is our Father. He's a good Father. And, you know, in our nation, there are one in three children who have not had a positive experience with their own biological father. And there's a condition called spiritual fatherlessness, and that's obvious ramifications for those of, the best, uh, those of us who know God, know Jesus as our Savior. But there is... In many people, women, men, boys, girls, there's a thing called a father wound, and the father wound can only be healed through knowing Jesus Christ as our personal Savior. So mm -hmm. if you are interested in learning more about Jesus as your Lord and your God as your Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father gives good gifts. That's one thing that is so important to know, that even though I've received gifts from God, some that I didn't know that he wanted me to learn because he had things for me to, to uh, teach others um, about being a patient and then later on about being a widow. I never thought that I would want to learn about being a widow, but I became a widow at a young age, and God gave me many good gifts during that experience, too. So I just want people to know that God is a good, good father, and he always gives good gifts. Mm. Well, Cheryl, you obviously have had some pretty crazy experiences in, in your lifetime, which, you know, I asked you earlier about changing your filter and here you went from, yeah, being um, a widower to having this horrific thing happen within the church and then cancer. And I want to go back to uh, just your experience in what took place in, in the church. Did that wound you to the part that when you mentioned about the quilt, how you immediately, it's like, no, I don't want that kind of attention. You know, pick somebody else or other people that, that need that more. Do you think you were guarded uh, in just, I don't want to draw closer to the body of Christ because I've, I've done that and it didn't fare well for me. <laughs> Did you have any of that? <laughs> I had actually um, gone through the process of forgiving and had um, I hadn't felt like I needed to protect myself or insulate my emotions from people. Um, I just 
for one thing, I had already been a pastor's wife in the church for a long time, and and I didn't I didn't expect that a quilt would be made for me. I I I mean I should I didn't even think that that would be something that people would do. It wasn't so much that I don't feel like um, I could receive it. It was that wow, you know, they're doing this for me. It was kind of it was a surprise, pleasant surprise. But then when it meant more prayer through the people that were tying the knots, and every time they tied the knots in the sanctuary on that Sunday, that's when they prayed a prayer for me. And mm. how that translated was that quilt was the one that I took with me through chemotherapy. I felt like I was under the blanket of prayer because it had already been prayed and people were continuing to pray. So, um, mm. no, it wasn't so much of being heard again. It was just more surprise that, oh, wow, you know, I've, I've always been here and I'm going to continue to need prayer. It just was, it was timely and it was, it was just very cool because it was Thursday and they were getting the quilt done quickly, three days to get this thing sewed up and ready. And um, that, that's what was surprising to me as well, that people loved us that much, not just me, but my family, my husband, as well as our children. Um, and they were trusting that God would do what he does best and that heal us according to his will. Mm. That is so significant because you had that symbol of that, of that prayer and prayer covering. And, you know, just part of so much part of our healing is just, you know, receiving that and the prayers and the prayers of, of people, God using people in our lives as part of the healing and God's healing touch. And it comes through and manifested in so many beautiful ways through people. Um, you have a, such a beautiful story and we just appreciate you sharing with us. And, um, and challenging us even to just start focusing on the attributes and the names of God and how can we allow those to become very personal in our own lives, like you said, the one with healing and um, just receiving that, which is such a challenge for so many of us women because we're the ones that are giving and we are seen kind of as the nurture ones and we take care of families and children. So um, give yourself a gift today and receive and receive from God and receive from others. Thank you again, Cheryl, for being a part of our show. We appreciate you and your ministry and all you're doing. You've been listening to Girlfriend at Radio. Have a great day. Thank you for being a part of this special program, Girlfriended, the show dedicated to the most important woman you know, yourself. It's the 